That'd be a lot. Um, all right, to, to pick up off air, you killed a person. I did. I, I killed a person one time, and it, uh, it's sad, really. Driving to work one day is March 5th, 2019, doing 60 miles an hour. Some dude just pulled out right in front of me, about 40 feet. I stood on my brake pedal, but what do you do? Wow. Uh, so I turned a little bit and hit his fender instead of hitting his door and uh, got out of the car. I was, I was shook. Yeah. Check on him, and he was with it at first. And so I called 911. I'm sitting there talking to him. Paramedics, firemen come, and that was it. That was how long ago? 2019. March 5th, 2019. Three years ago. What was a couple months like that? I mean, that would be a high valent, like an experience that you're like, that would stick with you, you know? It's it's still brutal. There's times where if I drive on that road, you know, I'll, I'll see his truck. I know it's not there, but I'll see his truck. And I'm like, oh. And it's a small town. I mean, if Cobra gets... It's not a lot of people, so I'm always scared I'm going to run into someone. And Did you have to deal with any sort of legal? Because it's like while you're dealing with the emotion of all that, it would be so bad to be like sitting in court having to be grilled it on it. didn't have any, any legal consequences. Um, luckily, the fireman that showed up and the chief of the fire department, he mm -hmm. knew the guy. And uh, he had just history of not being able to move his neck. So he didn't even look to see if I was coming. Whoa! So it was it was brutal, and I mean, did some counseling. I, I was injured, of course, from yeah. just being in a car accident. So I had to like do your legs or your arm. What happened? Uh, I tore all of the ligaments in my back. Um, so I had to do physical therapy for months. And but it, it is what it is. I mean, what do yeah, you do? Absolutely. So just did what I had to do. And all the ligaments in your back, like lower back to your legs, your hips? Yeah, lower back and, and through the hips. And it was- But you could still walk the whole time? Yeah, or could walk. Were you like walking underwater where it's like- I didn't have to do that luckily, but yeah. I had so many stretches and exercises I had to do every day and it was multiple times every day. And it was just, it was miserable. I hated it, but- That was my, my PT experience when I had like really bad back pain, but it was like this nerve flossing. So apparently I was just sitting in bad posture for so long that my nerves were like getting stuck or like slightly short. So it's uh, like if you're sitting there and you put your arm out and you like lift your, your finger, yeah. do you feel it getting numb kind of at the tip of your finger at all? If I go down like that, yes. But you if go I go down? Up, no. Oh, see, I get it bad if I go up, but nothing if I go down. Really? So that was in my legs though. So essentially if I was like doing the standard like touch your toes, the normal way you stretch is you hold it, but with nerves, that's the worst thing you could do. Really? So it's like, that was brutal to get rid of that. And now I take Lion's Mane is pretty much the only supplement that's like worth a dang for me because it actually helps with yeah. nerve growth. But so your, you know, your, the healing journey from that physically must have just been tremendous. It was not great. It was a rough six months, which six months is quick. I mean, that's nothing, but it in was... In winter or summer? Six months in winter? Is March, so I got done in September. Okay, so it, it happened over a summer, so you could at least yeah. go outside. Because I'm like, dude, doing it was just healing in winter for six months would be brutal. Oh, that'd be miserable. <laughs> yeah. That would be cold. slow, yeah, that would mm. not be fun. Yeah, the heat made it suck, though, because I couldn't enjoy my summer. Mm. And it happened two weeks before my birthday. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be 29. It's 22. I'll mm -hmm. be 22 years old. Yeah. Like, that's great. No. Nope. Nothing good happened then. Not a good year. And then the worst part of it all is, you know, insurance ends up paying me out. So I end up getting a lump sum for killing this dude. Holy shit. And I'm like, well, what do I do with this money? Yeah. And the knowledge that this is how it works out. Yeah. So it was, br it was pretty interesting. It was uh, not an ideal situation. Yeah. Um, if I could go back and hit the ditch i probably would have just wrecked into the ditch even so even though it's not at all your fault it's still something that sort of weighs on you yeah i mean anytime you take anything's life it it weighs on you uh yeah. i mean insects no but animals if you're a hunter i hunt you take an animal's life you feel it and i cry about it at first and then like oh fuck yeah that's sweet nice good meat for like reliable i mean kenzie and i at this yeah. point where so we're ordering um kratome which is this plant, it's like, a, I mean, that's a coffee tree right there. Yeah. It's literally the cousin to a coffee tree. And you cut, but they come up with third-party testing, and I've never even looked at it because I'm like, oh, it's probably all good. Like, salmonella doesn't like, know all these viruses. Yeah. But it says lead, mercury, uh, arsenic levels. That's whack. And it's actually, there's levels to it. And, I mean, then we're at Costco, and they, they stopped selling the seaweed because it had too high of lead levels really? to be gone in Costco. And then we're like... Oh, everything we're eating has lead in it. Yeah. And everything has arsenic and mercury, just really low, you know, 100 parts per billion. Yeah. But we're like, son of a bitch. So eating an actual animal, it's depending on a lead bullet goes through it, does it like heart pump one more time? Does the blood go around there? I don't use guns when I hunt. Whoa. I archery hunt. 
Whoa. So it's steel that punches through. That's and, uh, pretty it's wild. It's yeah. fun, but it's it's wild. Do you? What's your success rate for like if you've gone out like five years? Or how many years have you done it? Uh, archery hunting, I've only done it for two years, and I haven't killed anything. How yet. would you? I mean, <laughs> I've come across it. I mean, I've come across shot opportunities that I just yeah. I'm not going to shoot a doe. I don't want to shoot a doe. Yeah. Um. You know, the females they're responsible for the population. Uh. And what pound bow is this? I shoot a seventy pound draw weight. Yeah, and 60 pounds heavy. We were, it was me, Kenzie, um, another fr- like male friend of ours, uh, and then the guy who actually bow hunts. Yeah. It was like a 60-pound bow. I'm like, son of a bitch, that's hard. It the is. The other guy couldn't really pull it, so then Kenzie got her turn. She like didn't even really try to be nice, but I was like, for me, after like 10 times, your shoulder's like... Oh, yeah. Well, I shot about 300 arrows yesterday. Whoa. Um, hunting season starts August 27th. Mm, do you carry a pack around and go hiking and stuff? Too? Yeah. So, wow, you fully go for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I carry about 40 pounds on my back, which is more than I'd like to carry. Yeah. Um, and then my bow is always in my left hand and, you know, boots, everything that works. And it sucks. Um, but it's it's enjoyable. If you enjoy nature, if you enjoy just yeah. being grounded, mm-hmm. um, it's great. I mean just being out in nature and enjoying wildlife yeah it's something Kenzie and I haven't done enough lately we've been taking Adderall and working and it's like this weird balance between I'm like oh we're helping our future but then hurting our health and like not being outside enough it's a weird yeah. trade-off you know yeah. speaking of you're just about to start at the city you know so that's a interesting work kind of thing going on yeah so I started the city on uh, September 12th and I'm excited for it um yeah I applied in February not thinking I'd get an opportunity you know yeah. just that's a long time from when you apply to when you get it it that's is insane. uh i applied in february uh, i had to close down the shop that i was working at and uh applied in february didn't hear anything from them until june and i was like oh that's that's weird but okay yeah. and so i scheduled the interview the next day they called me first thing in the morning saying that they want to offer me a position that's and so what's the position, like, is it something that you were doing at the, the is your grandpa's place or how? Yeah, it's my great-grandfather's shop. Um, he passed away October 5th, 2021. Just cancer ended up getting to him. His third battle with it and uh, really peaceful how he went, but it's a pain in the ass for, for me. Yeah. Uh, it sucks. It sucks having to be there for everyone. Be everyone's somebody. It yeah. sucks because then no one is your somebody. Um, but I closed down the business and did all that. And as a mechanic, I've, I've done it for years. I've done it since I was 14 years old. Wow. So it's just something that I knew and great skill to have. It's not that enjoyable uh, unless you're making things better. Repairing mm. stuff sucks. Yeah. And that's what you do everywhere. So at so. the city, you're going to be repairing. So you'd want to be like making prototypes or what do you mean by making things better? I want to improve things. I want to soup them up. I want to make them cool. I want to make yes. them custom. Uh, but the city, you know, it's fix this this is broken yeah so that's okay that's what i'm good at it's what i've done for years Mm -hmm. but it's not what i enjoy doing do you do electric vehicles at all like i mean if you like tore open an arkhamoto would you like kind of i mean electric vehicles are confusing for us just because i don't know uh i've worked on some priuses that's about the extent of my electrical vehicle knowledge but when it comes to electric vehicles the stuff that I do know about electricity is all household stuff mm-hmm. um, and what's used on normal car stuff. So I can do anything mechanical I feel confident in, mm-hmm. you know, ball joints, steering and suspension, yeah. anything involving the wheels. But when it comes to actually dealing with the electric motor mm-hmm. or the high voltage, I mean, that stuff's scary. You see yeah. those orange wires and you know to stay away. Yeah. So you, when you, but you soup up engines. So like that form of, I guess it's not electricity, but like the, you know, yeah. the, con- the, power source kind of thing yeah. like you soup it up as in like your car or car like other people's cars you've kind of made yeah I've, I've upgraded them i've you know replaced parts that's what what it primarily comes down to is replacing parts so which three things you need for a gasoline engine or i guess any engine to run is fuel air and that's it and combustion mm-hmm. um so in order to make it run increase fuel and increase air and you is, have more power. Is that, you know, those Jeeps where it's like a little black thing going up like that? I assume it gets snorkel. air. Yeah. What, what are those? <laughs> That's a snorkel so you can drive through water. That's all it is. Oh. So that way the water can be up to the snorkel oh, okay. and you're not sucking water in. But once water gets in your engine, it doesn't come out. I mean, there is water running through your engine all the time, but it's where it's supposed to yeah. be. So if you suck it in through a filter or mm-hmm. through the intake, you actually, water doesn't compress well. No, not and at all. So really. then it's going, yeah, it's going into the cylinders, which is all compression. Hmm. 
So you're talking 130 pounds of compression. Well, water doesn't do that. Yeah, that's crazy. That's the opposite of our hearts. Because when you get air into your system, it does compress. So when your heart's like beating, we're like the opposite of cars. We are. Yeah, it's a different type of engine. That's an interesting thing. Yeah, I mean, on TikTok, there's so many. It's funny. We're uh, just when Zach from now, you know, he was like, oh, TikTok, what's that? Meanwhile, he's having someone on uh, the Freewater. He's the CEO of his company. He makes six TikToks a day and he has two employees that make TikToks. It's an it's I'm hoping they bring it up but uh like most of my tiktoks just engineering stuff now yeah where it's like uh, i don't know if you've used the app at all it's a, a lot of people like spyware which i agree with i mean it's weird that it has access to your phone your cameras at all times yeah and your text input i'm like but at the same point it got me my job and i'm like yeah what, what can i do that's something i am not in the tiktok world i'm even i mean social media is strange for me it strange. was great you know in high school and in middle school when it first came out is awesome staying connected to your friends back when i cared about other people though. yeah like yeah more. back when i cared about what other people thought of me yeah and then come 2020 i mean it's the whole covid thing there's just so much stuff that i'm not sure i i, I don't want to get into it too bad but it's i didn't agree with it i don't believe that's the truth and yeah. i couldn't escape it and i was so much happier once i removed myself from social media yeah uh people that I talk to, I actually have to talk to them. It's not mm-hmm. just a comment here, there, and a lot less shit posting. Even in real life, though, when you're talking to people and you have an idea that's different than theirs, especially politically, they yes. go crazy, man. Like, yes. I don't care. Like, people uh, who are really right-wing who I don't believe some things are left-wing, and I'm like, this is... Like, I almost have to leave it when someone's whole identity is that poly. I can yes. see getting really interested in it, but just... I mean, there's something like 66% or 70% of Republicans would be okay being friends with a Democrat, but then only like 20% of Democrats would be okay being friends with yes. a Republican, not even like dating or anything. I was like, that's not a good It's statistic. not a very good statistic at all. And it's, it's a strange kind of trade-off because I personally feel as if most people that identify as Republicans or conservatives are actually not really that right-leaning at all. They're just more centralist, but in today's society, in today's view, mm-hmm. it is what it is because you're not to the extreme that most of the left is on. Yeah. Um, I mean, you look at Russell Brand, and he's he's pretty democratic person. He's a pretty mm-hmm. liberal person, but he d- he himself doesn't identify as a Democrat anymore because he's in Europe, right? Yeah. Yeah, but even following the the United yeah. States politics, he's like, I, I don't agree with them anymore. How could you, know? you? It's all. It's funny how people are always like, oh, I'm fiscally uh, conservative, but but liberally yeah. uh, left. I'm like, I am liberally right or like uh, socially right. If anything, yeah. I'm like, that's the part where I am socially right. I'm financially like, again, I've been telling you, I'm kind of into the whole and cap. Yeah. I don't know if that's left or right. It's probably more. I've, middle i'd say it's middle i mean it's just saying the state should fuck us so are you into bitcoin yeah. i guess is an interesting kind of question um i followed it a, a little bit i followed all of the whatever you want to call it you know the crypto the crypto in general i i followed it and it's interesting and i followed nfts for a bit too mm. um i i never got into i mined some ethereum oh wow that's what you do when you have a nice graphics card and you don't S- use some it. ethereum is in a whole ethereum no because that would be <laughs> no that's a lot saying that's casually lot some ethereum would be pretty nuts <laughs> yeah so i've mined you know some bits of ethereum yeah nice yeah um and it ended up paying for the graphics card that i had Baller. so i made some money on it but it just it's too volatile of a market mm. same with the nfts it's just too volatile because what are you actually going to do with it um it's not regulated which is good and it's bad mm-hmm. uh Honestly, the U.S. dollar is not really regulated either, so no. it's it's just wild. It is. I mean, I was funny. I was into crypto, and when I say into crypto, I have some money in Ethereum yeah. and Bitcoin. And then as I'm getting an ANCAP, I'm like, my biggest complaint is when people obviously work in EV company. People are like, yeah. uh, because we're like, hey, we should go to Web three address and stuff. People are like, Bitcoin, Ethereum, bad for the environment. And I'm like, that's so mental because if you think about it, like the central bank, like the the yeah. Federal Reserve and the private company that makes money and stuff. Yeah, they're kind of the cause of probably a lot of wars throughout human history. Yeah, and war is the biggest like generator of carbon fuels. So I'm like, if anything, anything that takes money away from the centralized system that picks like the wars and all the money in every country i'm like that's the most the best single thing you could do for the environment depends on how you look at war i mean a lot of uh a lot of bodies end up getting repurposed yeah. 
That's an interesting so, one. <laughs> it's not a good one, but yeah. it depends on how you look at it. And war does pull, uh, you know, a lot of c- countries out of debt. Yeah. Uh, it's a great money generator. It's just terrible for everyone involved and other people that are not involved. Yeah. So. But I, I guess how would you even start that conversation with someone who just reads headlines and their headline that they read is Bitcoin equal carbon? And they're like, oh. That's my opinion now. And I'm like, there's this whole thing yeah. called like where our money's printed as a private company. Yeah. And then you just kind of start spiraling on. They're like, ah, right winger. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I started, uh, I mean, I, I smoked weed a lot throughout my life, a lot through high school and yeah. et cetera. Um, but it's like right after I graduated, I looked into it and I was like, why, is, uh, why the fuck is the U.S. Federal Reserve a private business? Yeah. It makes no sense. And then you end up looking more into it and you're like, holy shit, those guys make a lot of money, mm-hmm. a lot of money. Yeah. And there's nothing we can do about it. So, I mean, that was like one of the main reasons for the Civil War. Like slavery was hardly even a part of it. Abraham Lincoln yeah. had that like really famous letter. Like if I could, uh, you know, win the war with freeing all the slaves, I would do it. Freeing yeah. none of the slaves, I would do it. Or freeing some, I yeah. would do it. He was like, this is largely about the financial stake and system yes. of who has control. I'm like, Jesus. Yeah, and school that's, doesn't really do much. No, no, uh, school's a joke. But. So, do you have a lot of like, just assuming you're like maybe I would say center, but compared to like people who are listening who are, you know, they I'm more right than, than yeah, most, you're more I'd right say. than most. I mean, yeah. I, should we judge when you say but most right wing people are actually center? Uh, but if say right leaning, would would the center be the mix of all the people in the U.S. or is it like a set political spectrum in terms of like the far right extreme of like whatever Nazism? Or like, is that always the spectrum, even though it's like, as people get closer together, would the center be closer to the middle of them? Uh, I would, I would like to think that it, it that the, the center would move, okay, you know, yeah. that it would fluctuate depending on what most people are agreeing with. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it is a fixed system, then, you know, that's wild. I'd say most people would still be probably left leaning at that stage, but it wouldn't yeah. be by much. I mean, you're talking half a percent at that point. Most, I believe most people are just pretty down the middle of mm-hmm. don't fuck with me you know do whatever you want do whatever you feel is best for you yeah and don't take away my rights so in that it's funny i have a take that i probably shouldn't even be public with and kenzie was quite the opposite way especially after seeing some tiktoks of the roe v wade thing but yes. like that was very big and i've really like i had no real opinion on it whatsoever yes. i was like yeah it seems kind of messed up and then at the end of the day i'm like it just gave it down to states rights yeah. And that's more closer to the ideological belief that I think of is each state should be its own thing. Yes. If you can't stand that state, it'll always be legal in Oregon. Yeah. And there's really fucked up situations where it's like someone's, you know, all these like the one super spare case of this girl who was raped and she's so young, she can't move states. It's like, yeah. I'd almost say that abortion should be legal up until you're 18 <laughs> with for like a young trimester in certain states. But it's like, I think. I think a lot of things should be more states' rights. Yes, and I, I agree with that. I, I mean, my personal beliefs on abortion is I can't have one. It's not up to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand why some women would like to have them. I understand why some women wouldn't, and that's their right to choose. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to states' rights, the whole U.S. federal government should give more rights to the states. Yeah. So shitty that, because really, I think, yes, abortion should be legal in all 50 states, but it's an interesting case example of, um, hey, let's make states more differentiated, which I'm like, yeah, it's a positive direction. I'm like, man, that's a shitty way to start that. It is. It's a very controversial subject to start it off on. Uh, You know, it should start with something simple, but nothing is simple when it comes to government. It's really not, is it? It's like their whole goal is just like, let's just fucking make everything so long and it's like so easy to get polar opposite sides of things you know it is and it's almost encouraged it feels like anyways to be on the complete opposites because anyone Mm -hmm. in the middle you have to think most people are in the middle on just about everything there's situations for everything you know it's never really black and white there's always gray areas in life and that's for just about anything any subject any topic yeah and a lot of people are going to fall in that gray area and making them choose one side or the other it sucks. That's, I mean, that's how you create wars. Yeah. So. I mean, we're that way with EVs is that we making ads, we see a lot of comments like, where do you think the gas comes from? And then a lot of like actual right wing people have men in real life. They're like, doesn't affect me. I don't give yeah. a fuck if you have a vehicle yeah. or what you do. There, you know, there's some really cool ones, but as a general rule, they like don't or do, it's like the internet really amplifies the idea of that there's people around you that are so 
abhorrently disagreeing with you that then you actually talk to people you're like i don't know right wing and left wing people are all just they're all people they want to be friends with people in their community as a general rule oh yeah yeah people want to get along with others yeah uh in most cases i mean there are sociopaths and psychopaths that have to be who they are there's some people i don't want to get along with though yeah but (laughs) it's it's your responsibility to make sure that you don't create problems hmm because once you create a problem, that's when you're crossing the line. Unless they're obviously a problem and you're creating a problem to fix their problem. Yeah. But who are you to do that? Um, mm. You know, so it's it's situationally. It's like I could never be a cop. I, I'd love to. I used to think I'd want to be a cop. I'd love to be able to help people. But who am I to enforce the laws? I mean, you're in a situation that I'm not in. Mm-hmm. You know, if you had to seal for your family, that sucks. But I understand why you had to do it. Should I arrest you for it? I mean, legally, I have to. Yeah, It'd be the weirdest moral thing ever to be like, huh, exactly. I'm going to let the state decide my morals for me. Exactly. And I'm the enforcer of morals. I'm like, exactly. I come up with my own morals, morals and I don't enforce them on anyone. Yeah, I've never thought about how morally difficult of a job that would be. Yeah, It's tricky. So I, I couldn't do it. And morals are something that I feel like that's what makes each person who they are. Yeah. I mean, personality, sure. But what you believe is right and wrong. Mm-hmm. really defines who you are and whether or not you act and make the choice every day. I mean, you have to make the choice to do what is right in your own mind. Yeah. If you're not making that choice every day, you're the one that has to live with it. You know, you're the one that's laying in bed at night that can't sleep. That's constantly overthinking about, you know, I hate my life. I want to be a better person. I want to do this. It's, it's the choices you make every day, every second of every day that makes who you are. So you're going to fall into the habit. You're going to fall into the routine. If you're making tons of bad habits mm-hmm. and making bad choices, you're stuck with it. It's, it's easier to make that choice than it is to do what's right. I 100% agree because that's, um, I may have talked about it a couple times with the whole Krishnamurti thing of like man's favorite form of escape is time. Like, oh, yeah. I'll start being someone who doesn't litter next month or like I'll be someone who's eating. But then it's like every second, it's like it's always now we're trapped in the current moment. Yeah. It's like, no, like it, whatever decision you make now just kind of echoes out as your permanent who yeah, you are. It really does. And that's something that I experienced uh during some trips that i've had yeah um and that's something it it was always mushrooms that that did it Mm -hmm. it it amplified you know the choices that i was making the person i was and so if i was having a bad trip Mm -hmm. i would feel it and i always explain the trips like it's a wi-fi signal just did it did it yeah and so if i was having a bad trip it would only get worse and worse and worse unless I made the choice as I'm tripping, which is always hard to control your mind and make the choice, you know, positive. Let's be happy. So that's part of the reason why, I mean, the the beginning of the whole show is from DMT. It's like, I'm like, when I look at mushrooms or LSD or any of these things that last a long time, I'm like, because you know, you have a horrible DMT drip. It's three minutes and you're like, I'll have another bad two minutes. Like I'm like, yeah, almost any substance that lasts a long time. I've just been slowly dialing back everything. I mean, like the ones that I'm trying to get off of before Kenzie and I fly to Austin is just Kratom and Phenibit, which is Phenibit's kind of a GABA like Xanax, but it's significantly lighter, much like Kratom's a lighter opiate. Yeah. Um, but man, substances are surprisingly sneaky when you start in the current moment, always choosing, yes, I want to be more numbed out essentially. Yes. Yes. And sometimes the, the substance that you take doesn't numb you out. It, it amplifies everything. Yeah. So you can make consciousness loud. Yes. Big time. Yes. And that's, I haven't messed with anything like that in years. Mm-hmm. And I honestly don't think that I could do LSD again uh, just because the last time I did it, it was amazing as far as being eye-opening. Mm-hmm. I hated every second of it. I hated every second of it. Eight hours, miserable. too. Oh, yes. That's the worst. And I've made some very poor choices uh, regarding, you know, certain substances and it was terrifying like th- just the situations that i would put myself in it's it's so crazy th- to think that that's something that i thought was a good idea yeah it it makes you re-question what you normally do in your normal life like yes. i mean if you're just going around like you you start seeing your own habits of like you're tripping and you feel uncomfortable like i'll throw on a tv show and then you're like why am i watching you know yeah. or you're like i'll go eat this food that makes me comfortable and yep. It makes it a lot harder. My whole question is, were you taking anything to numb out when you got your uh, all the ligaments in your back? I mean, you must have been on some sort of opiate. Uh, they they prescribed me Vicodin. That is something I, I will not take pharmaceuticals unless I absolutely need to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've had teeth pulled and they give it to you. I've been in a car accident. I've had my fingernail ripped 
completely out and oh i saw the photo yeah yeah Can I actually see your finger yeah and it's it's perfectly back and healed wow um it grew back within like nine months which was awesome but it completely ripped out the nail bed and everything uh and i didn't take them then i i don't want to take them there was a short time when i was on an ssri i took it for about three months well it takes about a month for it to kick in anyways mm -hmm. and it was terrible i was numb mm -hmm. i mean i couldn't feel anything when it come, came to emotions i couldn't feel and i'm a i'm a sensitive person i will admit that i'm a sensitive person when i feel i feel extremely well mm -hmm. um but that's good and bad so when i'm feeling negative man i feel like shit yeah. but when i'm happy i'm truly happy and i i wouldn't change that mm -hmm. you know it sucks at times but you're the fourth person within a couple day period because I mean Hector said at some point in the show he's on SSRIs. Yeah. Uh, a really close friend of ours said, "Oh yeah, I take uh, trazodone," and then another friend said they they took uh, Zoloft. Yeah. And this is all within a couple days. We're like, wait, does everyone take SSRIs? A lot of people do. Uh, a lot of people are very unhappy in their day to day lives, and that's something you know. There's a lot that that plays into that, which is why I try to actively do things that I enjoy doing. Um, I mean, I've recently have been super just in the dumps. Hmm. Girlfriend of five years broke up with me, you know, a few months ago. Shit sucks. Yeah. No doubt. But what do you do about it? You can sit and sulk, which I did for a while, and that didn't make anything better. Mm -hmm. So then I just started, you know, journaling and reflecting and counseling, which counseling is, it's awesome, but it's a scam at the same time. It just depends on your mind on it and who your counselor is that, that yeah. happens a lot those are probably two very important things the, I, again the ideal therapy would be like an eight-hour session like talking to someone so you actually yeah. get to the target like cool one session get it we walk to the end yeah. rather it's like oh an hour we're just warming up and probably talking to each other i'm like that's yeah. the scam part about it is that you don't get resolution that day it's like yeah. no it's a long process i'm like it doesn't have to be yeah the first 20 minutes of every counseling <laughs> session i've ever had it's just been oh so how are you doing today blah blah <laughs> like just getting into it and then by the time you're into it you're like cool i'll get to do this for about 20 minutes and then you're going to tell me everything that i need to do I don't want you to tell me what I need to do. I want you to help me make the decisions, you know? What do I, what should I be doing in order to be helping myself? Mm -hmm. I don't want you to be telling me, yeah, this is all your fault. Like, I know it's my fault, bitch. I understand I yeah. fucked up. But what do you want, like, what should I be doing to love myself? That's something that every counselor will tell you to love yourself. How the fuck do you do that? Mm -hmm. There's no book on it. Like. Yeah, spend time with your friends, spend time with your family, just, like do things that you enjoy doing. Is that really loving yourself? No, that's giving into what is going to make you feel good in the moment. And if that's what's loving yourself, fuck, drug addicts do that every day, yeah, all day, every seriously. day. And they don't love themselves, I wouldn't say. So what have you found kind of fills that niche of loving? Or do you think what they're saying of loving yourself is just wrong kind of at the core? Um, I believe that you do need to love yourself. I believe it takes a lot of work, a lot of forgiveness. You have to forgive yourself for the things that you can't control. You have to forgive others for things that they can't control. I mean, everyone has trauma of some sort. Everyone. There's no one that's had a perfect life. Uh, and that's just the way it is. But you have to, you know, accept that. You have to forgive people for the wrongs that they've done. You don't have to forget, but you have to forgive them. Even if it's just inside yourself, you forgive them. You don't have to talk to them. You don't have to do anything like that. But you definitely have to move forward. And forgiving myself was the biggest thing. I, I believe that I'm capable of so much more, as I'm sure we all do. I mean, I can't speak for you because I'm not you, but... For me, like, I feel like I can do better in everything that I do. I never have felt like I've tried my absolute hardest in anything. That shit's a, that shit sucks. That's a yeah. terrible feeling. But at the end of the day, I have to look back at it and be like, is there really anything that I could have changed? Yeah. Jesus. It's, it's hard to look back and say, I mean, that was the Hector's like tried hard on everything. And I look back, I'm like, I half-assed my whole, yeah. half-assed my whole life in the sense of what I should have been doing. Like in school, yeah. Dude, my last year, I had an entire class I didn't go to except twice for the midterm and the final. And yep. I just like read stuff and I got it. Like I passed it. Yeah. But I was half-assing that, but I was half-assing it to do the podcast, which led to like here. So it's this yeah. interesting thing of like, um, what, like what's your passion project in terms of that you, ah, it's, what, what would you love to full ass? Yeah. Yeah. So what do you want to this? devote <laughs> your, your time and energy yes. and effort towards? Yeah. Um, and for me, I've always devoted my time, energy and effort to, to other people. Uh, I, I don't think it's the right way to do things. 
Um, but I've experienced enough like shit growing up that I didn't want to have other people feel that, that shit. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, if someone's having a bad day, I'd always go out of my way and do everything I can to make sure that they're going to feel better at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And that's awesome. Like kudos, but it doesn't fucking help me at all. So it doesn't, doesn't work. So now I'm, I'm still trying to figure out, you know, what is it that helps me grow and that's been hunting. It's been just being in nature. It's been disc golf. It's, I mean, it's just escaping reality mm. just for that little bit to reconnect and reground. Flow zone kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And when I'm in nature, I don't know how other people feel. But I mean, I know some people that are scared of nature. Mm. If I'm out in the woods, I'm not scared of anything. Yeah. If But the worst thing that's going to happen is I die by an animal attacking me or I fall to my death or whatever. <laughs> like, that sounds not as bad as, as being tortured or dying of cancer or getting hit by a car and being in a hospital like that sounds way worse i'd rather depends the animal to be very fair like a mountain lion where it just like immediately goes to your yeah. throat yeah take my jugular we're good hyena or a monkey where it's just kind of like slowly ripping you, you yeah apart. I'm like you know what that might be a worse that's way to do depends on the animal that's Shark, true you know you, you get short fast it's eh, i don't know no matter what it'd be relatively better. quicker than dying of cancer or from yeah working until you're retired and just dying of old age i mean that that sounds miserable to me that sounds awful if you get cancer or you start dying of old age are you someone who's going to go out on your own terms like you're just going to go do riskier and riskier like stuff like hunting bears or something or like i already i mean i buy my bear tags if i come across a bear i'm i'm you have to have a gun for that though that cannot be i'll use my bow no if it's within 60 yards i will use my bow i'm bringing a a bear yeah Black bears are small, especially in Oregon. A big black bear in Oregon is only 300 pounds. I'm surprised an ba- arrow doesn't bounce off of it. Nah, like a, an sure. arrow would go through and actually kill a bear. Or would just, I mean, Happens isn't that the whole time. thing of people like shoot a bear with a slug and it still runs at them? Well, yeah, but slugs are different. It, when it, when most people refer to a slug, it's a 12-gauge shotgun. And people think 12-gauges are, and shotguns in general, are like strong, blasty away stuff. They're not. I mean, really? 90% of shotguns that are fired shoot just birdshot. Mm-hmm. And that's like 100 small, tiny little BBs that come out of a BB yeah. gun. Yeah, that's so, like blind them maybe. But a slug yeah. out of even a 12-gauge shotgun, like that's bigger than most bullets. Yeah, right? it's bigger yeah. than a 50 caliber, but it's, it's less momentum behind it. There's less mm-hmm. energy. So, yeah, it's going to pack a punch, but it's not going to penetrate. And that's what you want to kill most of the time is penetration. It would penet- not penet- like not blow through. Not blow through. Okay. It's going to go, it's going to enter and it'll bounce around a little bit and that's it. And it's mm. going to stay in there. But what you want is that penetration because that causes blood to leave. Mm. And when blood is leaving, you're bleeding out. Yeah. So, so you're like living life on the edge then. You're, you're, you know. I, I wouldn't say I'm living life on the edge, but I'm I'm living life the you're, way that I want to live life. You're trying to look for bears with a bow. You have a gun too. You have a yeah. A, I, a I I'll keep a pistol. Sort. On okay. Me. Jesus. I keep a uh, a 45 ACP, so it's not a, a big gun. You know, it's yeah. nothing great, but it'll if if I need it, it's there. Yeah. Like you saw that documentary Grizzly Man from yeah. like years ago, and yeah. it's like, oh, get it? He loves the bears. And the movie ends like he got killed by yeah, the bears. Yeah. <laughs> and like it's such a no-brainer. It's like these animals that are clearly don't care for us whatsoever. Yeah, they're predators. Yeah. I mean, and we're ultimately the number one predator. With tools. Like, yeah, that's with a, tools. important aside. Exactly. Yeah. We're, we're smart enough to know how to be the number one predator. Yeah, but if you gave bears a tank that they could, like, control, tides be, might shift. That would be awesome. I, I was always all for saying, it. like, if any animal had, like, technology and, like, communication, I think alligators would probably. Like, because, I mean, that's every water source. Imagine yeah. everywhere that any other animal could get water from, there was, like, like those would be the scariest animals like if they were like propagated in they're in Oregon I'd probably move yeah. uh, that's that's fair uh, that's incredibly fair I don't do water that's one thing I I don't do water yeah, I'll that's Kenzie. Do, I drink the hell out of it but that's about it mm. if I can't see the bottom I'm not sure I want to go in there I like to fish yeah. I don't like boats I, I need to stand on solid ground yeah and that's um, in Oregon with no yeah. sharks no real poisonous snakes water snakes no yeah. alligators yeah yeah I don't, I mean, what do you do in Florida? Would I actually stay like 50 feet away from? I would hate Florida. I would hate Florida. I would hate every second of Florida. It's, well, I'm sure it's beautiful and Florida man. So that's cool. But yeah. it just sounds terrible. It's hot. It's humid. There's things that want to kill you all the time. 
we're we live in luxury here because we don't have tornadoes hurricanes any poisonous animals except like maybe a rattlesnake got scorpions and rattlesnakes in eastern oregon in eugene it's like we have nothing we have a big cascadia earthquake that's literally all we have to worry about is something that may not even happen in our lifetime like if it does happen who cares it's not going to affect us yeah it's not our problem anymore yeah so and we're like close enough to i-5 it's only going to get like roughly to us yeah i mean if you lived on the coast you'd be yeah tsunami would just i couldn't live on the coast but it's like how it's funny how you're saying you don't go near water because it's like oh like some fear but then you're hunting a bear it's like how do you judge in terms of if you're willing to do something in terms of its likelihood of killing you is or like uh it's not that water is going to kill me it's that i'm going to kill myself in water Mm -hmm. if i'm in there if someone pushes i don't know how to swim for one so if someone pushes me in i will purposely go as far down as i can because fuck you like you you think i want to be here i don't so but yeah, I don't know how to swim. I can move underwater. Like, I can yeah. move in water. Um, I can swim maybe, like, 20 feet. I had to teach myself. But I've just never been a water person, which, if you're into astrology or whatever, I'm a Pisces, so I'm a water sign. So I don't fucking know what that means, but yeah. oh well. irony. <laughs> Everything yeah. is irony. Oh, yeah. Jesus. So all this is kind of a tangent that we got back to of uh, social media is a bad place to be starting in 2020. Yes. And then we kind of just rattled off from there. But to go back there, I've also stopped using social media in the past year since we started doing it for a living. Yeah. And how has that made you feel? I'd like inside truly made you feel. It's apathetic toward anything in terms of social media. Yeah. Like I'm like, I see famous people or I see my friends and I'm just like, it's hard for me to even open the app anymore. Cause I'm just yeah. like, I just don't care. Like, and that's why I don't do Zoom podcasts. I'll do it for like one or two people, like very VIP. I mean, yeah. we're going to Austin to do it with someone instead of Zooming with them in person is just this lost thing and so i'm like you know i'll use the phone to like text to make plans yeah or something but i'm so sick of just everything being technologically mediated i don't feel like you can truly connect with anyone if you're not in person yeah i mean you can facetime them you can do whatever but without actually being there to feel their energy it is what it is like tone is different attitudes different i mean most people i don't know about you but i know for me when i'm on the phone with anyone i'm like are you done fucking talking yet? I want to leave. Like, I've got things I want to do. But if I'm in person talking to someone, it's way different, you know? Yeah. I don't care if they're bugging the piss out of me. I still enjoy talking with them. They're still a person. I still care about their feelings. But on the phone, fuck you. Like, I've got my own life. Yeah, that's funny. I'm that way in person, too. Because sometimes, you know, when you're talking to someone and they're just using you like a free therapist for yeah. a while, and I'm like... And then as soon as you start to leave, they like they try to... It's like a game for them yeah, of how much like time they back. can... Yeah, I'm like, dude... So those people you'll still have like a fun time with or are you just subtly like never going to be around this person again? There's leeches that I've been around and I've had to experience a lot of leeches in my life um, that they will take anything and everything you have to give Hmm. and then some. And I try not to associate with leeches. However, I am a caring person, as I said before, and I like to help people. So I put myself in a lot of situations where I'm around leeches and I like to be a blunt person. At a certain point, I will tell you, hey, I'm done here. I've done everything that I can do. I don't need to listen to you bitch anymore. What is that going to accomplish? You can talk circles around me all day. You know what's going on in my head? Want, 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 want. That is it. Yeah. So. People don't really like hearing that. It's like, hey, what what you're thinking about, I don't care. I just, I don't care. Make it entertain. You can talk about all this shit that means nothing to me if you're making it into a joke. Yeah. Or there's a lesson that I can learn from it. Yep. But it's like their whole goal is I'm like, I want to be seen or like something. I mean, like there's, you know people like in the neighborhood coworkers, random people kenzie no, i'm kidding <laughs> um you know there's just a lot of people who they think that everyone will be maybe they're like i don't know i don't understand it because when i'm talking to people i'm like trying to exchange like information of like um hey like what have you learned to be healthier yes and i'm like cool i'll tell you something thing i've learned occasionally it's just shooting the shit like when i'm really stoned watching a show it's like huh, wouldn't it be really funny if like random ass ideas you know yeah and sometimes you have to entertain those random ass ideas in order for, you know, your brain to just unload. Yeah. Um, but I, I agree with, I'm always trying to build other people up. Mm-hmm. If you're not trying to build yourself up or build others up, what are you doing with your life? I mean, what are you doing? Where is your time, energy, and effort going? Yeah. And I, I don't understand. It's I've, hard to be around pessimists. Yeah. Like. I've fucked off a lot. I have fucked off a lot. But at the end of the day, you know, I look back and I'm like, I wasted a lot of time. Mm-hmm. I wasted a lot of money. I wasted a lot of energy that c- 
could have made me someone that I want to be, like could have helped me get somewhere or it could have helped someone else get somewhere. So I have looked at my time differently. Um, You know, what am I going to do with my time? If it's not going to better myself or better other people, you know, I'm going to use that time to just recover Mm-hmm. and then try to help more. So. Yeah, it's funny, going back to morals of like every decision you make, when you make your North Star helping, yes. it's, it's a pretty easy guiding light. How do you, uh, are you like Christian, religious in any way? I like, am religious, I was raised in a... Jewish? No, I've, uh, <laughs> I'd be a lot better with Guess money. We no, <laughs> um, no, I was raised in a Christian family, you know, with Christian beliefs, forced to go to Bible school every summer, and uh, that was is brutal because... Growing up, my childhood, you know, I'm told by all these Christians and all these people making me go to church what to do and how to do things, but I'm seeing them just be terrible. Treat me terribly, treat other people terribly. So I really questioned it a lot. And then it wasn't until high school, uh, you know, you're kind of forced to learn about religion in school. They kind of tell you the, the basics of everything. Mm-hmm. It's it's just very introductory. And so I looked into it a little bit more and almost all religions, you know, they tell you to to be a good person, to do the right things, to help people who need help and, and you know, spread the word, whatever it may be. Um, so I did end up getting baptized. I, I, I don't call myself a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe that, you know, Jesus, God's son, whatever. Uh, but I am a religious person. I, I believe that religion is very personal for everyone because everyone has their own thoughts and beliefs and feelings and no two people's relationship with whatever God they believe in is going to be the same. Religion should be a more personal thing. Yes. Like everyone should develop their own sort of evolving framework of what yes. they think, like foundational decision. It's hard. I mean, what would really tip me off, so I grew up non-religious, but what, if, what would have tipped me off is like at this age when I see teachers get mad at kids or like argue with kids, yeah. I'm like, that's such a big tell that they are mentally deficient. Like, Yeah, they're the, unstable. If, yeah. if you're not able to, I mean, it's a child. It's a child. So <laughs> they don't understand things yet. They don't have the life experience no. that you have. If you are arguing with a child, where have you gone wrong <laughs> in life? Who has hurt you? Because you're doing something something very yeah. wrong. You need to heal yeah. and explain to them and, and be the adult. And that I'd say there are a lot of grown kids. 18 plus kids that are not capable of having a, a real conversation yeah and it's crazy amount. sad and like no eye contact. like you have really good eye contact yeah a lot of people have like little to no eye contact i mean for the exact reason you listed i have so many experiences when i was in school of teachers being mad and like you know if you're mad at your kid because he keeps doing something like for a year it's like yeah. i could get it but like a student teacher teacher should never get mad uh, Kenzie and I, there's no way we're sending our kids to school. I mean, do you, you, did you listen to Tim Dillon? He put on a new episode. Like, yeah. Today, the whole what it started with of the yes. schools getting sued because they um, they recreated students picking cotton in a cotton field to yes. show what recreated slavery would be like. And so the mom of one of the black students is suing the school. I'm like, why? <laughs> Who's going to school anymore? <laughs> I, I don't know. I hated public school when I went. Oh. Even then, I was just like, why are you teaching me this stuff how is this relevant for one and for two why are you telling me your personal beliefs on things i thought i was here to learn information not learn what you think and why i'm wrong because you think what you think here's how school should be um all right the goal of this is how to judge in new ideas for that you see on the internet from new people from your work of how they make you healthier financially mentally physically that's the whole goal of school yeah (laughs) that's it yeah school should be teaching you how to critically think yes but instead, a high school degree just shows that you can put up with four years of bullshit mm-hmm. and that you're going to put up with it and deal with it. It's to make you a good worker. That is it. Yeah. I mean, you're going on so breaks. You must be a big fan of critical you. race theory. They teach you how to critically think, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. About that. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a, that's a tough, tough subject. That's a, that's a touchy one. They threw the word critical in there to make it seem like it's it's like when people uh, virtue signal, they're like, I'm yes. so nice. It's like they tend to not be or like when people, yeah. whatever they say they are, it's like, eh, it's sus. It's sus. How it like, is. It, anyone that identifies as anything really needs to think about how they are projecting themselves on other people. Yeah. If you can tell me that you're a African-American female all day long. I look at you. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see it. Yeah. I honestly don't see it. So, you know, you can claim it all you want, and that's fine. That's your your right to do so. But 
you need to put some truth in there. Yeah. Another example, truth would be if I was like, I'm a really honest person. Like, no, like I'm always trustworthy. You know yeah. me. It's like when someone's talking like that, it's it's they're, such a weird. It's so much to easier make to themselves say. believe it. Yeah. I honestly believe that. There's I mean, a lot of weird people in the world when you're like yeah. talking and you're just like, they're so disconnected from reality. It's weird when you're talking to people who are lying to you. Yes, occasionally. And you know like, they're lying. Yeah. And, and then it's like, you know, if they call you, call them out of it, they have like this almost like infinite way of getting out of stuff by like diverting and stuff. They you're like, make their way out. It's crazy, man. And those are people I've encountered quite a few of them where it's just, what do you do? You call them out on their lie and then they, they lie again and lie again and they just manipulate it to the point where you're like, what the fuck am and, I even doing here? Yeah. And even if you don't care if there's a third party who's yes. maybe not involved, like they're like, oh, like, and then you're like, you're like, are, do you not notice this? And yeah. It's, you, yeah trying to like call people out and it's like so it's funny that's why i've stopped caring as much in terms of like social media and yeah. stuff i'm like i care about making like you said you want to help other people i'm like yes. I, for me to help anyone i have to be first off myself good kenzie has to be good yes. uh, you know my family and then friends and then more and more people because it's like when i was in college all the people going to be like therapists and stuff are like the most messed up people they are yeah and they're like i'm gonna go help other people i'm like help they, your own shit they first. really are and that's something where i'm still working on that because i've got a lot of shit that i just from childhood and from being a dumbass growing up i need to handle it properly which is why i you know sought counseling mm -hmm. and i'm seeking help it's I, I, I feel like I know what I need to do. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've always known what I need to do because I can give other people great advice mm -hmm. and, and, you know, help them out of their situation. But when I actually talk to myself and have to deal with it myself, I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I actually have to do it now. And it's, it's a lot harder. Yeah. Um, but you're 100% right to take care of yourself. Square away your own shit before you square away anyone else's shit. Mm -hmm. um, where... Sometimes squaring away other people's shit helps you square away your own shit, though. Mm, so it yeah. depends. Like, helping others can help you. Yeah, I could see so. that. For me, I'm sure it doesn't work with everyone. I wouldn't suggest it. But there's something about taking DMT in certain situations yeah. where I'm like, holy shit, I'm never going to do this. I mean, if I have, like, a sip of alcohol in my stomach, it just makes me nauseous. So I'm like, yeah. cool, never going to drink it. It's, it's, it's really... It, psychedelics cut the shit in the sense of you can't like throw up these facades of like yeah. like i'll do mental gymnastics to still take kratom or like all these yeah. things and i'm like and but what could a therapist possibly do first off they'd be like what's kratom and i'm like okay yeah. now i have to teach you about something spending my money to teach you about something to try yes. to convince me and like they said these fake things like some people will be like, well i just heard someone who has a substance thing talk to um someone close to them on the phone like i was just like hanging yeah. out with them and the person on the phone was like well you know i know you're trying to get sober so you should say to yourself i'm not going to drink this week and then if you do drink you know you have a problem so it's about like the self-control but yeah. like logically that doesn't compute because no. you're smart enough to see like oh well i set up that rule yeah so i could just sit, take down that rule yeah and there's there's some boundaries that you just have to be disciplined enough to hold for yourself and i mean Boundaries is something that's difficult because you can set boundaries for other people and it's easier to shut other people out. It is. But when you set them up for yourself and say, okay, if you're a drug addict, I'm not going to do whatever drug, you know, sure, you're not going to do it. You made the choice for that minute. Mm -hmm. You have to continue to make that choice every day. It's about yeah. discipline at that point and setting that boundary and, and sticking to it, mm. you know, so but it's tough. I think it's about coming up with a, I think that does work in a lot of senses. I think also as soon as you logically know something, like, okay, yes. imagine you're taking Kratom and you really liked it and then you realize that there's lead in it. Yes. You start, you would more, you'd be like, oh, now I actually have a reason to get off it rather than this bigger concept idea of like, oh, there's society has some weird virtue that of being sober. Yeah. But then once you like see something, see the ways it's affecting you negatively, I think it's easier. So for me to try to like change things in my life, I need to try to come up with adding it to my framework or like seeing how it doesn't I agree, agree with my framework. Yes. You know? But there's also some things like lead. Sure. Let's say that there's lead in your kratom or whatever. Yeah. That sucks. However, do you value your life more than I mean, your life without Kratom more than you value your life with it. Yeah. And that's something that people also have to, you know, they have to counterbalance things. Um, I know a lot of alcoholics that they don't like drinking, mm -hmm. but it, it's gotten to the point that their body needs alcohol. Like they're, they're physically dependent. They are alcoholics now yeah. and they need it. They're not happy when they're drunk. 
it's not like they're a better person when they're drunk, but without it, they're physically sick. And if they wean themselves off, they hate themselves. Was it hard to get off SSRIs? Because that's kind of the thing of that three, by the end of the three months, your body does kind of need it, It, right? Yeah, my body was dependent upon, I was taking Celexa and that was in, uh, I started taking it in February of 2017 and I stopped come May. Mm. Um, I was super depressed, wanted to kill myself, you know, whatever, a bunch of bullshit happens. Uh, and I knew that I needed help. Mm-hmm. And so I told people, you know, I just don't feel good. I couldn't describe what it was. And then I ended up going to the doctor and, you know, they make you take some tests. And they're like, well, you're fucking depressed. You know, mm-hmm. what do you expect? I'm like, yeah, figures. Um, so I was on Selexa and it, it helped take away the feelings that I had, but it took away everything. So when I was, you know, getting off of it, I just decided to stop cold turkey. Terrible idea. Every doctor will advise you against that. Yeah. I told my doctor, I just stopped. And she's like, why? Because I didn't like the way it made me feel. And I understand what I need to do. And I don't think this is helping me get that done. And she's like, well, you should really wean yourself off. I was like, I stopped taking them two weeks ago. What is, if I take one now, how is that going to help me? Yeah, well. And she's like, well, how did those two weeks go? I'm like, fine. Oh, wow. I mean, it's so you had an okay time coming off because yeah, they they really warn you not to cold turkey, it, right? Yeah, yeah, they really warn you because it it'll put you in a funk. Mm-hmm. I mean, you will be depressed, but if you understand, you know, how to get pulled through your depressive states, mm-hmm. you don't really need you know chemical balance in order to fix that. You just need to know what to do in order to make your brain create those chemicals, mm-hmm. and a lot of chemicals are made in your stomach anyways so if you're eating healthy and you're getting enough physical exercise and you're getting good enough sleep and drinking enough water your body's going to be working to make sure that you're okay yeah. like just to sustain and you know certain and just chemicals seeing are people in sunlight those two like some oh, level like, there's a couple lot. extra things yeah um something i'm really curious about uh, and if it's too personal we don't have to talk about it. okay but your a relationship of five years just ended yeah i mean i i mean Kenzie and I have been together five and a half years, so it's almost a similar situation. You're yeah. like you're in a different lifetime of me and Kenzie having just broken up. What yeah. happened? Uh, I honestly wasn't doing my part. It was uh, all her fault. No, I'm, no, I'm not. Th- I'm not that on much the air. Of a dick. <laughs> um, there's just I I wasn't doing my part. Um, you know, there's some things that I was trying in, and other parts I just wasn't trying in. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna say it was 100% my fault, but I would definitely wasn't doing my part uh communication wasn't exactly great at all times i said a bunch of shit that i shouldn't have said i did some shit that i shouldn't have done you know nothing abusive or i guess it's technically abusive if you're not there but it's not anything Mm. physical or really mentally abusive but i just withdrew myself at times uh, honestly because i was scared when you grow up in a in a family and you know males aren't supposed to talk about their feelings and you know you're not supposed to do certain things or say certain things. It makes it tough to communicate that. And so, I mean, I ended up buying this this woman a, an engagement ring, right? I started paying for it in November. She broke up with me June 30th. I had one payment left, so now I have this fucking engagement ring, and it's just oh. sitting there. And I look at it every now and then like, damn, I really messed up. And I understand that. I know what I need to do to fix things. I need to communicate better. I need to make more of an effort. I need to not say things just because I'm uncomfortable or I'm anxious or I'm scared, say things to put them down or just not go and do them. I need to just power through it. Like, what the fuck? I've done it with other things. Why couldn't I do it here? And you need to set up your Tinder account to have that size ring be like one of the, like looking for a girl with this size ring. It would help me out a lot down the road. (laughs) Yeah, that, that would be it. That would be interesting. I've honestly thought about just, uh, as terrible. Switching over to guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I don't know about that one. No, um, no, I've thought about just sending her the ring. Uh, I could sell it, but that's not. It's it's not what I want to do for. It. I bought it for her. Whether we're together or not, it's her ring. Um, she doesn't even. I mean, she knows that I got it, but she didn't know that I was buying it. She didn't, and I wasn't until afterwards. I was like, well, I I I've been buying this thing. I bought it, yeah. and that's it. But I so mean, you're still kind of friends? I mean, no, she fucking. I I don't think she fucking hates me. Yeah. <laughs> but I am blocked on everything. Oh wow. And I I understand where she's coming. You wouldn't from. want to see them with another person, or like you're like you almost have to sever the, it for a little yeah, while. Yeah, and and that's where I understand she has boundaries. Hmm. 
And I need to respect those boundaries. That's fucking hard when you love someone. You love them. You want to be with them. You want to do everything you can for them. You talk to them every day for fucking years. I mean, you you spend your life. You think about them in every decision that you make, right? And then one day that just gets cut off. So That's it was a one-day decision. She just, like, came and told you, like, hey, we're through. I mean. Text message. No Of way. all fucking things. And then I called. Didn't answer. I drove to her. And I was like, well, if this is it, like. I, I feel like I deserve a hug at fucking least. Like, what yeah. the fuck? No, just done. And I was like, well, I understand. Like, I understand where you're coming from. I, I truly do. And I, I, I don't know how you put up with it this long. Uh, you know, that opened my eyes to a lot of things that I was doing wrong that I just, I wasn't even thinking about because I didn't know they were a problem. Yeah. And that's something where communication is super important. So, like I said, it's not 100% on me, mm-hmm. but, you know, the communication, if it was there, I definitely would have been making the effort. It would have been changing it. Um, but it just... Communication is hard, especially... So, something that I feel really blessed that Kenzie and I are together for is we grew up in the same location. Yes. Like, we went to the same pretty much elementary school, yeah. middle school, high school... We both lived like, you know, similar everything, but I'm like dating someone who's from the East Coast. You'd have such radically different ways of communicating and everything. But even still, Kenzie and I, like when I talk to people, I'm like, I'm making purely logic based kind of things. And Kenzie's like, oh, like someone's emotional state, like if they had a horrible day should come into play. And I'm like, no. So it's like even we see differently in communication. I couldn't imagine someone who's, you know. Yeah. And she lived in in Newport. So it's not like she's that far away. Mm -hmm. And the first year I would always I'd always go there. That was just something that I would do, and I wouldn't think twice about Drive it. Drive an hour for some tang. Yeah, well, <laughs> Done. just to just to be there, just to experience yeah. the other person, and that was worth it. Um, but after my car accident, I got serious anxiety about driving. I mean, it was terrible. That happened three years ago. Yeah, and so, so I just now so got it was like over two, it. Like two years after knowing her, you're just like, yeah, I don't like driving either. Yeah, I just because I mean, yes, you could hurt someone, but you could get hurt so easily. And that that was it for me. It wasn't really that I, I care if I get hurt because I've made it this far. I can get through anything. I'm still invincible. Fuck mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I mean, I've ex- I've made it through everything so far, so I can make it through just about anything else. And if I don't, then it's not my problem anymore. Yeah, that's just how I look at it. If I die, it's not my problem. So yeah. that sucks. But uh, I'm worried about hurting other people or, you know, what if I'm going to do something and something happens and i'm not there or something happens and i am stuck and i can't help people i can't help myself or and that's a terrifying thought to me but it's not Dude, my job to say it is going to be very stressful for you i want to be a dad more than anything you do with yeah. the mentality you have over like how important it is for people you love to not yeah. be hurt i'm like dude you'd be a dad who'd be like never take another substance and you know i'm like yeah if it seems like a lot of pressure to put on yourself i would say it is a lot of pressure and that's something that i just have to learn to deal with because i want to be a dad more than anything i want to give all of the love that i have away um would you be a sperm donor like that dad would work i don't want want to have a personal i want to have a personal relationship yeah i don't want my dna just out there wild i mean fuck i feel so sorry for that thing i feel so sorry for all of them for those kids no, they're things. They're not mine. Fuck oh. it. No. Um. But yeah. No. I want to be an active, loving father and husband more than anything. That's something I didn't really have growing up. I never saw a good role model when it came to a male being a loving, happy father. You know, someone that's actually caring and willing to do stuff for their child. It was always, I'm doing what I have to do because I have to do it. Yeah, resentful. You know, fuck they, you. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. bummer. And you know, I've never seen a, a successful, happy relationship. Um, and it's wild to me. Like, why are you with someone if you're not happy, if you're not making it work? And that's something in my last relationship, I've, whenever we were together, everything felt great to me. Like, everything was fine. Um, and it felt truly happy. But Even I Even when she was on her period and like a couple days before, would you guys not be like, oh, this is a nightmare? It, it doesn't bother me. I grew up with women. Uh, so I understand that, you know, there's you some things that they can, yeah, I do. I, uh, well, my parents divorced when I was like 10, and then I ended up moving in with my mom, and I have an older sister and Jesus. a younger sister, so I was the only dude in the Nightmare. house. It was brutal at times. It yeah. was very brutal. Holy cow. There was one time, uh, I'm not going to say my sister's name or anything, but uh, 
I said that the Jonas Brothers were stupid. And this is when the Jonas Brothers were pretty big. I was in sixth grade. She threw me on the ground and smacked me across the face until my face was bleeding. And she just kept going and going and going. And I was like, holy shit, last time I say anything like that. Yeah. And I was raised, if a woman hits you, if if they're hurting you, you just kind of have to take it. You know, you don't ever do. you still believe that? Fuck it. (laughs) I, yes and no. Yeah. If a woman, I mean, most women deserve equal rights to a certain Minutes extent. before if I identify as a woman. Bring it on. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. No. No, but honestly, I mean, if someone's yeah. attacking you. If you, someone is attacking you, you, you have the right to. Don't go wail on them. Yeah. Don't go wail. Defend yourself. Yeah. yeah. Like, defend yourself yeah. within reason. I mean, I'm not yeah. going to pull a gun on someone if they fucking slap me. That's fucked. That's, yeah. Um, so, you know, you match force with force most of the time. Yes. But if a woman is going to hit me. If she had a good reason, I probably fucking deserve it, to be honest. There's a lot of times where a lot of people just need their ass beat. And it's a wild thought to have. Yeah. But a lot of people, if they were to just get their ass beat once, I think they would change a lot of what they do and a lot of what they say. And they'd have a lot more respect for themselves and others. So you think when people get physically abused, they actually internalize like the cause and effect? I mean, that's what people assume with dogs. You say the dog chased the squirrel. Oh, I know. I'll be really mean to it. The dog, the dog will inherently know that chasing the squirrel causes it, but it keeps chasing the squirrel. To a certain extent, I believe yeah. that people are uh, more complex than dogs, and yeah. that are they're capable of thinking more clearly. So there's some people that no matter what you do to them or whatever you tell them, it just they're not going to learn. They just don't learn that way. Some people have to learn things on their own or the hard way. They have to do it over and over and over again and be crazy by definition uh, for it to, you know, change and for the, for them to actually understand the process. Other people, you can just tell them what to do and they're going to believe it. Um, and some people, they need, they need you know, they need that disrespect. Yeah. They need to, to feel the, the actual pain that it's causing or whatever it may be. Uh, you know, I was one of those people... You could tell me anything. Show yeah. me, motherfucker. So, Show me. So uh, as, as kind of a wrapping up topic, I, I just want to get this in a nice little soundbite. If you think everyone, mostly everyone would do a lot better getting their ass beat one time. It's like, who has more to learn than anyone? Kids. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Let's yeah, really everyone, apply Everyone this. should beat their kid. Everyone. Yeah. I mean, let's apply the logic. It would, um, would it help them learn and grow faster? I know that for me, a spanking definitely told me more than what you yelling at me. I mean, my dad used to get nose to nose and scream, veins popping out of his face, spit flying. That would make me laugh. That would make me so pissed off, like, you're not going to do shit. He also used to hit me, though. Mm -hmm. That got me to learn quick. Mm -hmm. And... You know, so at a certain certain times, if it's if it's right, you're not going to beat a two year old. You're not going to beat no. you know a five year old, six year old. A SWAT, you know, a SWAT on the butt, a little spanking. The spanking is the one part of like it's I mean, weird. like yeah, it's, it's, it's just weird. weird. It's like why an ass? Like, yeah, of all things, that is like, weird. Probably because it's not seen. Yeah, that's my guess. If you leave a mark, it's not seen. But it's it's it is weird. Um, my mom used to fucking pull her hair. That would, <sighs> she'd just grab right at the base of the neck and just a little yank up. Yeah. Oh How, boy. What would be the most appropriate way to beat a like like to like to, honestly I'm thinking about I'm like you probably like have a paintball gun and it's like how bad they are it depends on how close they are how, how and then you just like shoot their arm like yeah it's like yeah. oh you know this is hey uh you know you let the dog out and the dog got killed in the street like yeah. you're gonna get shot with a paintball because then you can like logically but you know it's yeah. not bad for him no. and I, this is playing theory yeah I'm like it's, no one ever it's talks wild. about an effective way to do it instead they're like oh you just keep spanking and don't tell other parents I'm like find an effective way yeah there there has to be an effective way of something or uh, you could just make rational arguments with your kid I think kids want to be able to have logical arguments and be they, respected they do but kids are not capable of giving respect or having logic I mean mm. how many kids do you know that actually think not just say whatever they want but actually think about a topic for more than six seconds in order to have their own ideas and beliefs on it Mm. i don't know any kids i have nephews that are i mean one's almost 10 years old now he's eight that's awesome the other one's turning six yeah six in october great two little retards (laughs) dude it feels like that at times but uh you know I tried having a conversation with them, and it's just Fortnite this, Fortnite that, Hello Neighbor this. I'm like, yeah, I know 19, 20 year olds who are kind of like that. It's where it's wild. like, if not that, like, oh yeah, Batman. That's so. I'm like, what? What? Like, I'm gonna have one rule for my kids: you're not allowed to watch YouTube streamers. Yeah, like, you can't watch streamers unless it's 
Well, it depends. I mean, I watch some YouTubers. Yeah, some are okay. At an age it's all where, informative, though. Yeah, an age where you don't let them, like, control how you yes. talk and speak. At such a yes. young age, you see, like, like Ninja and, like, all these things saying the slang, and you're like, oh, I'll copy that. I'm like, well, that's no, weird. No. That's not cool. No, I'm right. going to give my kid Adderall and set him up with Minecraft and put the Joe Rogan experience with, like, Naval. Perfect. And just, like, you can play as much Minecraft as you want, and that'll be my babysitter. Repeat. I'm like, yeah. Kenzie and I go out for the night. It's like, oh, like, taking the multivitamin and play some Minecraft with the Naval podcast. I'm like, yeah. kid would be a brilliant. Wear your ankle bracelet. Wear <laughs> your ankle bracelet. <laughs> yeah, I get yeah. it. That's um, funny. But it's, it's wild. Speaking of my nephews, uh, my younger nephew, he was in a serious car accident when he was three, and that happened right after it happened in september september 30th of 2019 mm. so like right as i was healing from the car accident i got all the money and all the shit my nephew gets in a serious car accident from his dad drinking and driving and street racing with him in the car oh my god fucking wild like absurd i get the call from the hospital i have to call my sister and tell her i'm freaking the fuck out because i just was drinking and i'm like what do i do is insane and he's healthy now but i mean head injuries are huge he suffered a concussion at three years old a concussion does wonders he also broke his femur and does wonders makes it sound good uh (laughs) does yes and no it does negative wonders it has serious consequences um, What's the Archer joke? You get five free ones. Yeah, you get five free. Yeah, you get five free. I've <laughs> not at that age though. That's no. an actual serious. Yeah, and he's uh, he can't regulate his emotions well. I mean, that's just what it comes down to. When he is feeling something that he doesn't like, it goes straight into anger, and that's it's wild to see a little kid get angry. I mean, he told his baseball coach to screw off. He's five years old. I wish I had the gall to tell like sports people when they're like, "You're gonna do push-ups." I'd be like, no, I'm not. <laughs> this how's yeah. this gonna help me play baseball? Like, I've, like, I've tried that before. I ended up going to military school, and you know, you get you get people in your face, at grown adults that were in the military, telling you to do push-ups. I'm like, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna make yeah. me do them? Yeah. Um, my mom, when we got older, she got a little bit smarter, and she was like, "Well, I can't yell at you anymore because you're not gonna listen. Like, you'll just walk off. I can't beat you. Obviously, you're bigger than me." Um, yeah. So she, if we did something she didn't like, she'd make us run or do push-ups or sit-ups. And she would always say, you know, if you're not going to do it, I guarantee you're going to try to get up. You're not going to do your push-ups. I'll push you down 20 times until you do 20 push-ups, you yeah. know. Well, and, would have been more effective if she gets you hooked on, like, fentanyl or something. Oh, yeah. And then when she, you do something bad, she, like, withholds it yeah, from you. Yeah, <laughs> holds it. Oh, you're physically dependent. Yeah, yeah that's the real Because, yeah. I mean, it's like then they have to pay attention. Oh, to yeah. I feel like we learned a lot about how to properly raise a kid today. Yeah, beat the fuck out of them and give yeah. them drugs. Yeah. And then if if they don't listen, you know, pull away the drugs, beat I just them a hope a lot more. of new parents listen to this one and really embody it. And, and you know, that's, that's the point yeah. of this show is to share knowledge that'll make you... Yeah, coming from people who are not parents. Yeah. We're telling you how to raise your kid because we know better. That's yeah. why we don't have any. Um, I wish the show wasn't over because Kenzie's been sitting here, but uh, we should have talked about race. I think that should be the next episode. Yeah, yeah. Next we talked episode, about parenting race first, for sure. race, and then maybe, you know, just any of those topics, we should just bang them out. Yeah. This is a true yeah. joy. I appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, I appreciate you. Thank Good you. Good stuff, yeah. Sorry to start it off in such a wild way. of Like, like we're I'm having, cool for it. people listening, we're having casual conversation, yeah. and you're like, yeah, I killed someone. I'm like, boom, let's air it. Yep. So. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's I mean, why. that's what I would do, too. Wild story. I appreciate how just honest and cool a person you are. Thank you, and take care, everyone. Thank you.